Hello everyone, I'm Catherine Biroy, your personal growth and business coach, and I have just one mission to help you do what you love and make your dream business flourish. Today I have a special guest and we will going to talk everything about parenting and psychology, which will help you in these challenging times in your personal life and business. Dr. Arai has a PhD in psychology with a focus on mindfulness. She is a certified life coach, mindful living conscious parenting speaker, and conscious uh, conscious teaching and corporate mindfulness trainer. She combines science with heart-based tools to create a transformational and tangible impact on her clients. She is endorsed by Dr. Shefali, the founder of Conscious Parenting and Oprah's favorite parenting expert. Dr. Arayf is one of my favorite personal people on this planet. And <laughs> it's okay, we're at home. <laughs> And I'm so happy to have you here with me. Uh, we spoke a little bit before recording and I said how unbelievably great and huge heart you have and how I wish you to shine all over the world. And thank you for being my guest today. I'm honored to be here. Thank you so much. My pleasure. So tell me, um, what are the main reasons for negative behavior, especially these days uh, when people are struggling and there is an isolation and all of that? Some people tend to go to that side and um, actually behave a bit of, you know, not so <laughs> like I mentioned you are. So, so what, what are the, the reasons for anyone to have a negative behavior? Okay, that's a, that's a great question. So first of all, we have to know that behavior is just the tip of the iceberg. It's just a symptom. Unfortunately, um, nowadays we look at everything, uh, which is just the 5%, and we try to manipulate the behavior, including our, even like our physical disorders or anything, just give a, give a pill to kind of manipulate the symptom. But there's always a reason, a big, huge portion of what is underlying the behavior, which is 95%. I have a little uh, poster here. I, I know that you're going to use this for post uh, for podcasts, but I just wanted to show the people who watch the video. This is the little 5% that, that says behavior is a symptom. And underneath, there's this big, huge 95% under the water that says, Am I loved? Am I worthy? Am I safe? Am I being heard? Can I do this? Do I matter? Do I have a choice? Do I, do I belong? So when we see a code and code behavior, always code it and put it in the code or misbehavior in codes um, from anyone, right? From anyone, we have to really have those X-ray vision goggles to see what's in there, to be curious, to know what is underneath, what's going on. Um, so instead of just punishing and rewarding, and that's what usually traditional parent, traditional parent you know, approach does, is punishment and reward to manipulate the behavior, to stop the behavior. Um, it's really important to attend to the root and figure out why a child does what it does and what's going on, what he needs, because there are some psychological needs underneath that um, those things need to be met, need to be fulfilled for the person to thrive, for the person to feel peaceful, and for the person to be joyful. And if that is not the case, then there's something missing. We have to be curious um, to know why, and also for ourselves as well. 
right? So the main reasons usually um, one of the, so that is very important. One of the main reasons uh, that children uh, throw tantrums or, you know, do not cooperate is actually because their brain is not fully developed. One of the biggest illusions we have as parents is that we assume their brain is actually like ours. We talk like an adult to them. We assume they're thinking the world, they're looking at the world the same way as we do. They're, they remember what happened last time, so they wouldn't do it again. They know what's going to happen in the future. But no, children's um, brain is very underdeveloped. Actually, do you know when, when it will be fully developed? I'm sure you, you know. 25 years old, mid-20s. That's when the brain gets fully developed, yes. So we, I always tell my, my clients, imagine your child, three-year-old, two-year-old, is like a cat. You don't, you know, lecture a cat or try to reason with a cat, really. They, their brain is very underdeveloped. Another attribute of their brain is that they're fully in the present moment. They're playing and we want them to get out and go brush their teeth. We snatch them from the present moment. It's like they're in this hypnosis and we just snatch them. So we really have to join them, join their world and little by little um, create a condition, create an environment so they want to go brush their teeth. They want to enjoy, when they enjoy brushing their teeth, they would definitely do it. But um, it's really important to understand, to really uh, remember that their brain is not, it's, it's just like a little cat <laughs> or something, whatever that makes you understand, makes you stop. Um, and uh, know that their brain is not developed and we should not expect the things that we expect from ourselves from them. So another reason is um, um, lack of connection. With their, when you're not connected to them, fully and they feel they're not being seen and heard that's uh, one of the reasons of misbehavior the quote-unquote misbehavior uh, because um you know they, they feel that you know uh, i don't belong and i don't matter so i don't want to co cooperate right so the other reason will be power struggle when we keep ordering at them they feel that their autonomy is being violated and they want to push back. I know this is again for the video, but if I ask you to push your right hand to your left hand, can you mm -hmm. do it for me? Mm -hmm. Push your left hand to your hand. Okay, you're doing it wrong because you are also pushing back with your yeah. left hand. So you have to do it like this. When I say push your right hand to your left hand, you have to do this, oh, cool. not this. So when we push our children, when we order them, they want to push back. That's just the intrinsic way of pushing back. No one likes to be ordered around. No one, right? I, I remember like at the beginning of conscious parenting several years ago, my, hus my husband was like doubting conscious parenting. And I said, if I tell you, go brush your teeth right now, will you? And he's like, no. I'm like, we're expecting our children to do the same, right? Because we think they're children and they're, you know, lesser than us. It's like a hierarchy. We are here and they have to obey. But unfortunately, this is not a case. And we should, as you know, the principle of conscious parenting is says that we're all equal and we have to find ways together uh, to find win-win solutions. We have to create the environment for them to want to cooperate. Um, and uh, especially if they're in tantrums know that their brain is like, oh, please help me, help me. I don't know how to regulate my emotions because emotional regulation comes really late. 
really late, right? Even we can't do it sometimes, right? It's really a very hard concept, but we are expecting them to do that. So we have to be the replacement of the hard hardware, their smart uh, brain over here, the neo neocortex, right? Because it comes really late. They don't even have the hardware to regulate their emotions until they, way later. So we have to be the substitute. So usually it's not a case. When they throw a tantrum, we throw a tantrum, right? Not us, but our, our inner child, right? We become children. So we have to just really remember that their children, they need our guidance. They, their, their brain is not fully developed. So we have to usher them. We have to help them regulate their emotion. We have to create their space, the, the space for them to just move through their feelings, move through their emotions, because they, like, I'm sure you, you notice, like children cry next minute, the next this minute, and the next minute, they're good to go. That's how they, they know how to attend to their emotions, right? You have to allow it, right? Oh, I know. So you're so, I know, I know. I, mommy's here. I know it's so tough. Just allow that space for them to move through their feelings instead of just wanting to fix them, right? So it's lack of awareness from our part that we are creating this um, really unreasonable expectations from our kids to know everything and be in the, at their best behavior. And we have to be very um, rational about this, very realistic, right? This is not realistic expectation. This is so powerful, especially now when we are all home and kids are with us and uh, you know it's big mess everywhere and we are trying to do our best. I now, you know, when you were talking, I, I saw myself doing things and my husband doing these things and my son doing these things. And yeah, we're doing our best to find a, a common language with him. But, you know, he's three years old. He has his needs. He cries. He fell in love. The girl doesn't show up. He cries. Like, this is, this is a funny story I told you before we started recording. Of course, he didn't fall in love. But, you know, when they don't get what they want, they're just, like, all over the place. And his negative behavior is, is more like, you know, yeah, I want that. And then he starts to cry. And then he starts to scream. And, yeah. But we learned during the time to approach him and to, to see what is behind. And this is, I believe, the most powerful thing a parent can do, what you just said to see what is down below that iceberg because he is crying and he is asking for something for a reason. He, he has his own reason. And my job as a mom is to find out the reason and to actually help him to express himself or, or something else. I knew that, that uh, you know, children have like, uh, in, in terms of intelligence, they have like 100% of, of, of brain un until the three years, uh, 75 until seven years, 12% until, until 12 years, and then 2%. But I didn't know that the brain from a psychological aspect is developing until 20, 25. Oh my, now I understand a lot of things, uh, you know, yeah. you know, when we are teenagers or in college, we know everything. Exactly, <laughs> you're not complete, exactly. So empathy, understanding, discernment, emotional regulation, uh, problem solving, those come really late, right? Mm -hmm. They come really late. Mm -hmm. um, so it's very important to... Um, to really consider that. So one of the things um, I wanted to mention, especially in the, uh, you know, this, this 
era <laughs> that everyone is at home, just really know that our children or anyone for that matter, mm -hmm. they are just striving to be seen. It's like, see me, see me, see me, right? So they only need attention. Yeah. So even if like the, he wants something, he just wants attention. Yes. So as soon as you give the attention to him, he will probably even forget about that thing. So um, that's so we usually replace stuff, or especially screening technology, or all these junk food. These are re replacements that we try to distract our, that need that is in all of us to be seen, to be loved, to be accepted, to be heard. Right. So that's all. Like I always bring this example. It's a really funny example. But have you seen those zombie movies? I don't watch them. I don't like them. But like those zombies that just walk like this. Everyone is like this. This they say, see me, see me, see me. Everyone. We're all like this. Right. Um, so for us, when it comes to us as individuals, we have to see ourselves. We have to uh, love ourselves and because we cannot expect the partner to do that. Right. Because the partner is also saying, thinking, see me, see me. Right. <laughs> But as far as children are concerned, we are supposed to see them. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that happened today. We are redecorating the apartment and my hubby was packing books in, in one box and I was doing dishes. And Alexander was running like, Dad, come here. Mom, come here. Dad, come here. Mom, come here. And one of us needed to let go and to come. And he didn't want anything. He just wanted that. Exactly. He didn't need any attention. So I, I suggest for little kids, you just, especially for people who actually work and they're in the middle of something, for example, teach them to come, to come, instead of just yelling from, from afar, to come, put their hands on your shoulder mm -hmm. without saying anything. And then you put your hand on their hand. Mm -hmm. So you're doing your thing, you're in the meeting or you're doing whatever, but this is a gesture of, you know, hey, I'm seeing you, I'm paying attention to you, but mm -hmm. give it a second. And then after a minute, you can say, what honey, can, how can I help you? Right? So mm -hmm. really, they don't even need anything probably most of the time. <laughs> and they just need like that, that, you know, that kind of that innuendo that would make them feel okay i matter okay i matter my I mom did this so you can teach this in a family meeting so um you know they don't always um, and when they yell we get frustrated and you know they'll always remember like see me see me that zombie thingy <laughs> they just want love that there's attention and love yeah um what can we do to satisfy our children's psychological needs Okay, so we talked about the so the, the body the underneath the surface, right? Mm -hmm. So there are these three psychological needs there. One of them is connectedness. We talked about it a little bit, that connection. So one of the things that you can do, a couple of things you can do to fill up this connection uh, bucket, connectedness bucket. Um, 10 minute one-on-one -on -one time every day is absolutely essential. And no book reading or TV or anything. You just say, hey, this is... Um, uh, Alex and mommy time, what do you want to do, right? So just sit there and breathe their air, you know, smell their hair and kiss them and hug them. Just sit there uh, with the presence of your heart. I'm sure you know uh, there is an electromagnetic field around the heart to the to three feet that will affect the people. So that love and affection that you cultivate in your heart will affect them. It will make them feel, it will increase their 
vibration as well. So 10 minutes one-on-one each parent individually, right? So that's number one. Number two, I highly suggest snuggle time. Five, 10 minutes at night, go to their bed, scratch the back, whisper to the ear, I love you, you're my angel, smell the hair. Again, really full presence, like nothing matters, right? Another one is 20 second hugs. I highly suggest that after each separation period in the morning, just hold the hug and again, smell the heart, the, the hair. And the research shows that 20 second uh, hugs actually um, creates oxytocin, which is a happy hormone. So keep that. Mm-hmm. And for partners, I suggest 20 second French kiss. Go ahead and do that. Say that's an assignment. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Another one, uh, five minute rough housing, especially with the boys, something physical. Five minutes, just, uh, I bought a little indoor trampoline. We jump on it or I don't know, pillow fights and dancing to silly music, something body, bodily. Uh-huh. Um, and then five minute laugh time. So you want to just laugh, really put funny music, you know, make jokes or whatever. So that will fill up the connectedness bucket. Okay. And it's like, I always think, say that it's like a bank account. You're depositing in the bank account throughout the day. And then when you want them to do something, but they don't want to, they want to play, they don't want to go brush your teeth then you're withdrawing. So if the bank is empty, you're going to get power struggle, mm. right? So uh, even in the moment of asking, we want to connect. We want to put it in such a way, we want to use humor and playfulness. That's num- two of the tools we barely use, barely, right? We usually demand, but we usually don't use humor and playfulness. Um, so the second bucket is autonomy. We talked about this. Again, we want to we order so much throughout the day. Do this and do that and eat and say hi and you know. So we want to create a fabricate a choice. So we instead of saying go brush your teeth, teeth, we will say you want to brush your teeth now or in five minutes. So we want to create two choices, fabricate them. So they they will choose. Okay, you want to wear blue or you want to wear I don't know, red for example. Uh-huh. So create two choices, right? So less ordering, more choices, right? And also have family meetings. In family meetings, we, you know, we talk and they get a chance to talk while they're frustrated. You can also bring up your, uh, your uh, concerns and we ask for the solution as well. So he will come up with a solution as well. So you say, for example, mommy gets frustrated when, um, you know, um, you don't get up in the morning when I tell you to, for example. And then he has to also come up with a solution. I did that with my kids <laughs> and my son. And you know, it worked. When they come up with a solution, it works. It's really good. So the next bucket is competence. And that is when we give tasks to them. So we want to really include them in their own tasks, in their in the family tasks, really have them, I don't know, eat their own food and you know, wear their own clothes, clean their own room together. But I, you want, I don't know, dust, something, vacuum, um, something that they can do every day for themselves and for the family. So those are the three buckets that we have to really fill on a daily basis. And this is from a self-determination uh, theory. Maybe you've heard of it, uh, that everyone, so this is for everyone. When these buckets are filled, the person feels um, his thriving, is intrinsically motivated to do anything, right? So these are the most important um, basic psychological needs. 
yeah this is so wonderful i learned so much i'm going to try all of that <laughs> yeah for sure i am doing a few of those things like um mommy's and alex time we have our time we have our 15 minutes and when they come uh, uh because darko picks came up from kindergarten when he used to go over there so the next 15 minutes are with me because they already connected and he was picking him up and so on and we saw such a beautiful improvement because alexander was you know angry at me because he needed to go to kindergarten while before that he was with me at home he was cherished and all of that so that was a new experience and um yeah i love all of this especially giving him the choice while actually yeah you want to do it now or or right away <laughs> now or next minute <laughs> yeah. so uh, how we can evolve through parenting actually what are the basis of, of conscious parenting because it's it's very different than you know what parents are used to yes so this is this is where the conscious parenting is really really uh uh, revolutionary in my opinion because as I said traditionally the parent is here and the, the child is like in a hierarchical model so we expect the child to obey but in conscious parenting that's not the case so we when we get triggered by the child instead of uh, just dumping our fear and our you know anger on the kid I'm gonna pause I'm gonna stop and ask myself, why am I getting triggered? So when, when I say that, when I wanna ask that question, why am I getting triggered? The same way we do it with everyone, the partner, the government, I don't know, parents, siblings, why am I getting triggered? So when we get triggered, there's a past wound in us that has been implanted in us from zero to seven years old, believe it or not. And that the person is not cutting us really. It's not doing anything. It's just poking an old wound. It's not creating a new wound. The old wound is in there and they're just poking. So I'm gonna pause and say, why am I getting triggered? So this people can do with other people, some people, but not the children. We don't do this with children, but really children are the best teachers because they trigger us the, <laughs> trigger us the most, right? So as soon as I'm triggered, I just pause. Why am I getting triggered? Do I feel out of control? For example, I, I got triggered when my children didn't do their laundries when I said it like 20 times. And then I asked myself, why am I getting triggered? Because it, it feels like I'm not, I'm not in control. Like I'm talking and no one cares. And I, feel, I felt uh, like I don't have any control. And it reminded me of the time where my dad was perfectionist. I literally didn't have any control, right? I had to be the best for him. Mm -hmm. So that was an old wound with, uh, within me that they, my children, by not picking up their laundry, would just trigger, would fire that wound. Mm -hmm. So now I know it's not them. It's not about the laundry. Let me just take care of me. Let me take a deep breath. Let me put my fight or flight back. Like this, I don't know if you know that Dan, Dr. Dan Siegel's um, fight or flight model, brain model. So this is the fight or flight system, and this is the smart brain like that right so when we get angry we flip the lid <laughs> the smart brain is gone and the fight or flight is running over right <laughs> deep breath, right so um i'm not running on a fight or flight so i just take deep breaths i go to my meditation um you know chair i do my tools so i can come back and figure out okay why which bucket is not met right now let, let me let me figure out what's going on let me create a condition let me use humor and playfulness 
so we can get the things done. But if I don't create that pause, I'm angry, although the wound is from my father 40 years ago, right? I'm just bringing past to the present moment and I'm just um, kind of damaging the relationship. I'm not letting them be authentic. Um, and I'm projecting my uh, anger, my fear, all the fears that I had as, as, as a child that I'm not good enough. I'm not complete enough. I'm not best enough, right? Mm -hmm. I'm bringing that to the present moment. That's how we kind of carry all these wounds generation to generation, right? So we have to create a pause and connect to that inner you know, hurt that we have. Our inner child is hurting when we are hurt. So mm -hmm. attend our inner child so I can actually be the best parent for my children, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So basically every time something triggers us when they behave in a certain way, we need to stop and to ask ourselves what is actually going on inside of us and why we react in that way. And, and then basically cure that and we will actually respond and not react but parents usually react because you know something happens fast and then but if we stop and we we give it a time and, and a thought then we can really respond and i'm i'm taking a lot of things from my past too my my dad was was the same i i, I wasn't allowed to change the tv channel even if he doesn't watch tv so you know that leaves long-term trail and um, yeah I'm doing my best to to just stop luckily for me my husband is not like that he is very he's very open and he doesn't have those kinds of things so he's handling these things and I'm actually learning from him I love that he's older than me so <laughs> yeah he's my teacher through the whole through the whole life we will have a little bit fun now. Uh, we're going to do the second part of the interview, which my audience love the most. I will ask you very quick questions. And you have just, a se just 10 seconds or uh, a sentence to answer me. And you will hear this. Oh. <laughs> a, a little bit of tension, yeah, because it's fun and, and people like that. This is a way we can showcase your expertise. I love everything you said. I learned so much. I'm still processing, if you can say that. I'm still processing. But this is a funny way to, to give a lot of value on, on in the short term. So what's the number one thing we can do to manage our emotional triggers? Separate yourself physically. Whatever is going on, if it's not a safety issue, just go. Go to your rooms. <laughs> Take deep breaths, three deep breaths, <laughs> so you can put the fight or flight back. <laughs> It'll be activated for really. Use a mantra to separate yourself. This is not a life or death. This is not an emergency. It can wait. <laughs> I love this. Separate yourself. <laughs> I didn't even click because I imagined myself. <laughs> I have to try this with my mom. Every time she triggers something, I'm just going to leave. I know. Yeah. There's a mantra you can say, don't fight to be right. Yeah, exactly. You always want to be right, right? Yeah. Who cares if someone approves of you? You approve of yourself. Don't fight to be right. There's no need. I saw, I saw a funny video yesterday. Actually, uh, a guy was uh, saying what is the, the formula for the happy marriage. So he says, I'm right and my wife is right, so my wife is right. I'm right and my wife is wrong, so my wife is right. I'm wrong and my wife is wrong, I'm wrong. <laughs> so, <you know. laughs> 
you're yelling, let, just don't fight, let it go. That's the let ego, it. right? The ego yeah. wants to be right. Just yeah. let it go. Because yeah. yeah. to be honest, no one knows the truth. The exactly. truth is like invisible. No one sees the truth. We all see some version of truth because yeah. of our past conditioning. Like the, the color red, you see it different shade than me we see yeah. the world completely different so there is no point of mm -hmm. trying you know uh, you know the, to make the other person see our point of view they can't they literally can't they have different filters they have i remember that for a long time i just i just realized it's much important that i have my inner peace than to be right exactly. especially when things are not important like you know exactly. anything that doesn't exactly. concern my family or my loved ones yes yeah. i don't recommend Sorry, I don't recommend that if someone disrespects your boundary, then you say, okay, fine. If you, you have to create a boundary. That's a different story. But when it's always like this nagging and arguing, trying to prove yourself, just let it go. Preserve your energy. <laughs> I saw myself on the rocket. <laughs> okay, second one. What's the number one good news you can tell to a parent? You do not have to make your children happy and amused at all times. Your, their happiness is not your responsibility. Your only responsibility is to create the space for any kind of emotion they have to move through. So don't feel bad if they cry. Don't feel bad if they're bored. Actually, boredom is perfect. Crying is awesome. Crying is one of the best things that your child can do because it will put the emotional baggage down by crying. It will dissolve through the, the, the emotions will dissolve. So you do not have to make your children always happy and amused. Don't. This is a mic drop. <laughs> Completely <laughs> like news for me. <laughs> okay. And the third one, what's the best routine for the quarantine era? And like 30 minutes independent, independent time, 10 minutes connection time, especially when children are little. So you want to uh, create a station, Lego station, painting station, let them work for, with themselves and then you do your work especially if you work at home and then 10 minutes you, you can have alarm as well and then come do all those things that we talked about jump on the trampoline i don't roll on the ground pillify something really high dose quality time for 10 minutes wonderful yeah. i never thought of it yeah that's that's like yeah i am i'm having this time with him but those things which you just said make this place like this and this. I am going to try a lot of things that you mentioned today. Actually, I loved this. Please tell my audience where they can find you, how they can reach out to you, uh, if you have something to offer to them, and of course, what we can expect from you until the end of the year. Of course. You can go to my website, which I highly recommend. The, the person who <laughs> created the website, <laughs> Catherine and her team, um, draya.com, D-R-A-R-A-Y-A-H.com, draraya.com. And um, is, is that what I said? Yeah. I thought I used my email. Anyways, draraya.com. And then you can find over there, you can find a big banner where you can actually um, put in your email address to get a free um, free video series. It's like a little course, but it's free. Um, I talk about some of these things. I show the, um, the poster there. Um, so um, you can have it for yourself. That's the free. And when you go there, the second is like a funnel. The second, um, you know, um, 
step is actually my course. It's a conscious parenting mini course. Um, and then after that, there's also another service. But make sure if you don't want any of them, just, you know, pass them. So you just get the free video. But that's how you can find me. You can find me everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere at, uh, at Dr. Araya. And uh, also my 10-session conscious parenting uh, classes are coming up this Wednesday, but unfortunately, I don't think I'm not sure if everyone can attend only people in California, maybe um, Again, you can find it on my website as well Wonderful, you're offering coaching also, right? Oh, yeah, yes. Yes. I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching um, So I do couples I do parenting and I do individual all three of them and um, so you can um, on, the, on, the, on the website at the top is the free 30-minute um, um, consultation you can click on that and then we can have a free 30 minute and, and we'll see if I can be of service to you and your family wonderful yeah. I love this and I'm sure guys now got a lot of value and and they will reach out to you I highly recommend that because just from this like half an hour we learned learned a lot from you thank you so much for being my guest I was truly honored and I, I, I mentioned, I, I forgot something. I have a free Facebook group, Parent from Love. So over there, I actually go live every Wednesday mm -hmm. um, and I have a guest. Hopefully you'll be my guest one day. So, um, and people can ask me questions live and I answer the questions. And as you can see, I don't uh, withhold any information. I'm very generous. I, this is my passion and I like to really help uh, humanity because I was an engineer until six years ago and I'm doing this because it's my passion and it's my purpose. So and, and I'm honored if you have. can feel that. We can, I can feel that for sure. Uh, yeah, I would love to be your guest, definitely. I think we can share a lot of together, especially me as a busy mom with three years old and you as an expert who is going to help me <laughs> so other people will get help too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll be honored. I'll be honored. Last week we talked about technology because people have a lot of problems with that and children want to be on TVs and games and stuff. So if, if you join there, you can see that uh, the video from last week we talked about that. Yeah. Beautiful. I will. Thank you so much for being my guest and I hope to see you soon. Thanks everyone who were watching or listening to us and uh, I'll catch you up in the next episode. Ciao. Bye.